Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grapes Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SBE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Hiya, pal. You all right? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, very good. Yeah. I know. You know what, Jez? I didn't even bat an eyelid. <laughs> oh, Joel's just normal attire. It's, it's the mad professor. Unreal, that, isn't it? That hair's looking well and all. Oh, that's fantastic, Joe. That's fantastic. Something different. Have you got any pants on, Joe? Pardon? No, is that what all oh, many I've just got my trunks on. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to take it off in a minute. Wow, love it. Look like Einstein. She said you look like Einstein. Cheers, Will. Cheers, pal. What are you on there? Just some home-brewed stout. Important, that, won't it? It's not that bad, actually. No, it's only about 4%, so I can have a few of these. You've changed. It's the right touch. I get two bottles delivered to my house every week. Two? It won't matter what percentage it is. It'll have little effect on Jez. Can I take this off now? I'm really hot. No, no, not yet. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Housecast, Low House Cricket Club's podcast that we're continuing to do. We're getting towards the end of lockdown. I don't know, it seems about lockdown 12 or something, but we're getting towards the end of it now. And some light at the end of the tunnel, we'll be getting some cricket on. So, without further ado, we've got a fantastic guest on the, this evening. Will Driver, badge number 474, lad who played for the club for, uh, for a couple of seasons, was down as a youngster. He's well known to everyone around the Lancashire area and the Greater Manchester area for his cricket prowess. As it's, uh, so, we'll come on to Will shortly. Just want to go around the, the guests. We've got probably the founder of the Housecast, one of the uh, co-hosts today, it's my son, Adam Hope. Evening, pal. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, good. Not bad. Yeah. Obviously, I were in the first two episodes, but uh, it's come on a little bit since then, hasn't it? Uh, it's way to doubt. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, I help out behind the scenes. Obviously, I run the website, so post all the technical stuff. But, um, yeah, I help edit quite a few of the episodes as well. Uh, they take three or four, five hours uh, ago, but I know nearly every host, apart from Jez, because he uh, don't really know how to, has uh, given it a go and done it well. So, Talking of idiots, Joe Martin. Hello. Just Good, good afternoon or good yeah. early evening. How are you? Terrific, thanks. Yeah, grand. Right, if I can just describe to our listeners, we've got this, uh, you all know what Joe Martin looks like, like four foot two, uh, his hair has gone extremely ridiculous. It's stuck out at all angles. He sat in his house at the West End room with a tuxedo on, and that is not a word of a lie. Joe, what are you up to? Well, the guest on tonight I've known for a very long time, and he knows, okay. I, I don't want this to sound wrong, but he knows a lot of my intricacies. Uh, and eccentricities as well, I guess. And, you know, this was a request. You know, come dressed as James Bond. 
I've is actually, that the same right? touch for when you were seven? No, this is uh, slightly newer and it's velvet. No, I'm alright. I'm washing my hair. Hopefully, we've you know we've made a slight difference to people during lockdown and given them some kind of amusement. I'm a crock of horse shit. I'll just have a, a, a supper missed out. Well, right, we've got a couple of other um, co-hosts on this evening. Um, they're queuing round the block to come on and, and listen to Will chat and listen to the questions and obviously offer some questions up. All the way from down at the south coast, Gary Morehouse. How's it going, Gaz? Great, Jez. It's great. I'm a bit, I'm a bit out of sync actually. This t- this time uh, that we've got for today is, uh, you know, it's not on. I'm, I'm, I'm all at a loss. I'm all mixed up with chaos already, isn't it? I mean, you know, what's going on? And Joe's dressed up like he's, you know, going to some sort of big band reunion. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You, you're going to have to leave this one, Jez. I think I'm, uh, I'm a bit mixed yeah. up. Yeah, it, it is a bit confusing. We're generally half seven. We've had our tea, have a few pints and have a bit of a banter, but this is a Saturday afternoon stroke tea time one. But I'm sure we'll get through it, Gary. I'm sure we will. Sure. I'm sure we will. It's good to see everyone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good. Uh, good. So the other co-host that we've got with us is Joe Benaducci. How's it going, Dooch? Very good. Thanks, Jez. I heard from uh, our most listened to episode start this week. He okay, uh, he's that. claiming John, Johnny Russell. He's claiming that he's right. obviously the most popular, the most popular guest. Oh, cracky Johnny Russell! So brilliant that. Thanks very much, Adam, for uh, for coming on and serious. There is so much goes on behind the scenes in the editing of these and the um, the organising of them. Not that difficult, but to edit them and getting the jingles in and. I know Gary's now always and and Dooch gets through it all right, and Joe Martin uh, cracks on getting them all together. So I really appreciate it. There's so much work goes on, but we do enjoy it. You know, it's not um, it's not a chore for us, but it's worth mentioning why you know uh, another reason why I'm really looking forward to this episode. We do have WhatsApp groups when we have a guest coming on, and you know we invite the guest into the WhatsApp group and we start talking about prior to the actual show of what we're going to discuss and a few ideas and, and a few messages. And with those last two or three days, have just been really funny. In fact, at one point, one of the members of the team on the on the uh, WhatsApp group said, we, we're wasting all our bants on the WhatsApp group. We'll save it for the show. So, uh, let's, so we might have to go through a few other WhatsApp messages. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's get on to the guest. This young lad... Um, an absolute outstanding cricketer. I've known him for a lot of years because he was a, a really good friend of, of, well, still is a really good friend of my son, Adam, and they went through, um, coming through the cricket in life with uh, a lot of other good lads that everyone will know. There's, you know, Vishal Trapathy was in that era. Ben Heap, I think, was in there. There were twins, Scott and Matt Doughty, and I'm sure there were a lot of others Will was a year younger than those, but still played at their level at junior cricket, you know, throughout the town teams and everything else, but went on to to other great achievements and played a lot of good class cricket from being a really, really it's a great story. I'm you know, I'm I'm hoping that we can get out um, to the guests this afternoon. So without further ado, I'll welcome uh, Will Driver to the housecraft. How's it going, Will? Very well, thanks, Jez. Thanks for having me, lads. Good to see you all. 
Yeah, no see problem, ya. Will. Yeah it's, yeah, it's fantastic to see you. No problem. Thanks very much for coming on, Will. It's, uh, you know, like Gary said, it's like a late, it's about four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, this, and it, it, I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's a good time to get on a couple of pints, watch end of this T20 and uh, have a good old catch-up like we sat at, uh, sat in a bar. Let me just start off, Will, around your early memories. You, when you first started playing cricket, you know, you, you were obviously a really, really young lad. What can you remember about that? Where did you play and who were, we, who were in your teams at that time? Uh, well, I started at Reed. Um, I lived on the same street as Martin Scott Doughty. Um, yeah. So John Doughty used to take me training. Uh, we developed a really good junior team there. Uh, Chris Alt, uh, Kyle, Martin Scott, obviously. Uh, and we all basically grew up then, third, second, first team before I moved on. Right. Yeah, because it's always... Well, it's, I've always wondered about where the reconnection came from. So it was Matt and Scott's dad then, John, weren't it? Yeah, yeah Nick, Nick Marsh as well. Yeah. My dad knew Nick Marsh and he was in charge of the juniors at the time. Yeah, right, I see. Yeah. I see, so that's the reason you went to Reed. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So then, so you would have gone there, I'm assuming, at 10-year-old, if, if younger? I think it was eight, eight years old. Eight. And, uh, started playing the under-11s then. And... Right. Right, fantastic. And then, obviously, you're getting a tow team, obviously making a bit of an impact. And then, which school did you go to, Will? Habergan. Right, so you were at Habergan. And then you eventually get into the school sides. And I think that's when I got to know you. Obviously, as a young lad playing cricket with Adam. What were your early memories of that, Adam, through the, um, through the school cricket? So, it were always... We were sent Theodore, sent Ted's. It were always sent Ted's versus Abergham. There were no point playing any other teams. Uh, so there were Will and Vishal that had always opened for them. Uh, Benny, Bentley were at Abergham, I think. Uh, so there were me, Scott and Matt Doughty. Uh, we had Leo Owley. Uh, you had Jimmy Gray. No, we had Jimmy Gray. There, there were just loads of lads of the same um, age that, that yeah. played for either... Lancashire League cricket or Ribblesdale League cricket, and we just we just seem to play some really good games, but get on like house on fire as well. Yeah. So uh, our, our good mates with Scott and Matt, obviously a green cross were where the uh, street cricket was kind of invented, yeah. like in yeah. in our days anyway. Um, yeah. And then we we were two really good sides that that got kind of formed into a town team. So in, in those days, I don't know if they do it right. now, Joe. Do they still have town team cricket? They've, they've now got rid of town team cricket. So is, uh, is it more district year. that they do that? Uh, district yeah. cricket now. Yeah, more district. And I think they're actually trying to get rid of that if they've not already done so. I um, think Stan was saying they have actually. They've got rid of it. And so it's so, now sort of league. I think they're more now league-based teams. So Langsley, Greater Manchester... Exactly. Um, I mean, we're blessed teaching at that point, Will. Sorry, Ad. We're blessed teaching yeah, at that point, yeah, Will. He, he was the only teacher I ever behaved for, Bless. Because he was a good cricketer, pretty much. <laughs> what, uh, what about Mr. Allison? No, sorry. <laughs> just Bless, literally just Bless. <laughs> uh, never got a ball up, And we had, we had McKennis, so it, it went quite well. And then. The, one of my, I mean, because I obviously Lorehouse through and through, only ever played for Lorehouse, apart from when Stan made me play for Belvedere once and I got a diamond duck opening up, run out for a small game. 
Um, <laughs> we in the wickets, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I should because you've got me out. I did, I did. I'm uh, so we that's another tale. I think you Will and Bishaw were open in the batting, we were playing at somewhere like Stackstead, um, Edenfield, can't forget Edenfield, 300 for none, and I got them both out, both with double bounces. <laughs> There you go. Unplayable. <laughs> Unplayable. Double mountain. Good lad. Because you, I remember watching you when you were at Old Trafford. Yeah. That's what I'm about to say. That's one of the big, my, my biggest memories in junior cricket yeah. is the, the team was so good. We got to Old Trafford, we played the semi final at Burnley, I think. Yeah. Mm. And then we ended up playing either Bolton or Bradford at Old Trafford in the final. Bolton, it was. I think the first round was at Law House. Right. Yes, you, you got some runs, Adam. There's, there's, a, there's a first for everything, uh, but even like <laughs> Amy, Amy always talks about it because she had to score, so she yeah. she got to score at Old Trafford. We played at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, but yeah, good memories, really good memories. We didn't win the final, I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think you did. No, I remember that. No, so it's uh, so that, I mean that's fantastic. Joe uh, Martin, anything you want to uh, you want to add at that point? I went to watch the final at Old Trafford with um, when Steve and Adam, uh, Steve and Adam, when Will and <laughs> when, when 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 Will and Adam played. Well, but, I went, <laughs> but I went with we went with uh, Will's dad, Steve, right. um, and it's quite well, it's not that interesting. But I was also dressed in a tuxedo then as well. Rightly so, mate. Rightly so. You always wear them. <laughs> always, always dressed to impress. We well, all like Dennis Irwin, then. You're always. <laughs> <laughs> there were some absolutely uh, cracking times, uh, even though we went to obviously not rival schools, but it were always a good game of cricket. Um, and then obviously, good mates with Scott and Matt and Will, and that just uh, evolved into nights out as we got to 15, 16, 17, and and beyond. Yeah, and, and uh, having a few the, pints. Well, yeah, and the rest yeah. is history, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. the one tale I wanted to tell before I had to duck out were uh, once went to the bridge in Burnley that, when it first opened, and there were me, me you, Jez, and, uh, and Will. And the plan were this was during day, knit back, grab a pizza, and then me and Will going to town after we've had a couple of leisurely pints with Jez. And Will, you were known if, you, uh, if you're not known still for lacking your cider. So, oh look at that special, special there, seven percent, eight percent, whatever it were. So we both asked for a pint of cider and walked behind bar, pulled it, we out of a jerry can. It was flat as old, and uh, <laughs> I think four or five of them later, we goes back for a pizza. I went upstairs to Lou, and I just can't remember anything after that. And, <laughs> As the story goes, Comatose upstairs, we had a pizza with my dad, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, stayed at my house. <laughs> yeah, me and Will watched Jelly having a couple of pints together. Quality. Yeah, the rest of the story. Quality nice out. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, that's interesting there. So, Joe Martin, you've gone to Old Trafford as Dennis Irwin, James Bond lookalike. How, how much younger are you, Joe Martin, than Will? Um, five, six years, probably something like that. I would say thirty-two now, me, Joe. That helps. Uh, all right, yeah. So yeah, five years. Sorry. Yeah, five years. So you'd have been 
Well, probably about ten. I guess so. Dressed as James Bond. Dressed nah, as James Bond. Nah, really... I would have been nine. Let's not go into double figures. Right, see, they're in nine. I think we need to watch out for the family protection coming. We've really got to be careful for you, for, for Susan and Graham getting yeah. in that dress, walking around like James Bond. Well, they had to, they, they to embrace they had to embrace it, to say the least. Maybe, but maybe we, um, get, maybe we get Graham on in a future episode to give his side of the not, I'm not so sure yeah. that would be a good episode. Well, I'm, um, I'm introducing you to, question, to music with questionable um, motives and lyrics, uh, Joe, as we found out earlier this week. <laughs> that was, it's a di- different time, Gary. Different time. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're out today. So anyway, let's get back on to uh, to the guests. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Joe that uh, that Steve took you. You know, we've uh, I was going to talk about Will and his uh, and his and his dad Steve, who's done so much for him. So Will, you play cricket at Reed. You've obviously getting. You know, it's a good club. It's got some, you know, Kyle's a great fellow and, and obviously John Doughty's a lovely man. And the, like you said, some good players there. The Twins were great cricketers. Um, and you get into that stage. So then you're starting to look to get to the, whether there was under 11s or under 13s or whatever. And there was a massive change in your life. Can you can you talk us through that period of when you were, you know, in your young, yeah, I think you were, you know, just a teenager or, or just before. Yeah, so yeah, my mum passed away when I was twelve. Uh, you know, which was obviously difficult. Um, but the season following yeah. that was probably the you know the busiest season I've had in terms of uh, the amount of cricket I was playing. Right. So I'd have representative yeah. cricket coming in. I was playing Saturday, Sundays, seconds and thirds. Um, yeah. But never never missed a game. You know, never missed a training. Uh, no. You know, it must no. have been difficult for me, old man, but. You know, I got to every session and had a yeah. really good season sort of progressed then. That's when I got into the representative sides, you know, the North right, England, okay. England training camps. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, it must be difficult, you know, to even talk about it now, Will, and it's, you know, it is so long ago, but I remember it, you know, where, you know when that was happening and your dad just, you know, it's it outstanding what he, you know, what he then did and how much he progressed. Because, like you said, mm. that there were significant years for you as a cricketer, and it is, you know, Joe Martin's experienced, and you know, I know of other people who've played at representative cricket or is are pushing through for trials elsewhere. It is almost, it's almost a full-time job to get the children around to these games. And your dad was working as well, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, I can remember him coming home, just literally dropping his, his bags off and we're on the motorway to Old Trafford two, three times a week. Yeah. You know, it could yeah. be Headingley, Loughborough weekends. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, cracky. I mean, that must have been so difficult at that stage. You know, a young lad to lose your mum, you know, mm. at, at such a young age. Just tell us about the cricket. How did, you know, did you then kick on from there you're obviously a good player before then but you, you've mentioned that getting into representative sides and in towards Lancashire just, just tell us what happened for that you know for that season there who you played against what sort of scores you got what memories you've got yeah so that's really when I you know started scoring a lot of runs really 13s and yeah, yeah. Know, the North of England tournaments there were people like you know Chris Walks, Steve Finn playing yeah. and you know mixing yeah. with them lads and yeah, I did well in read seconds. It's pretty yeah. much every level I stepped up to. I, you know, I was doing really well. So I guess, you know, the cricket was um, a good way of me 
you know, clear yeah. head, if you will, and just yeah. getting on with life. And yeah, yeah, they were su- successful season, really. The, the one, the one after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And all credit to you. And and as you know, as we've just discussed previously, you know, Steve's, you know, he, he's got to be mentally proud of what he did and mm. you know, the way you were at the time. You were clearly a, a good talent. You know, I wasn't around you and seeing what you were doing weekly. Did you work hard at your game? as well as having that talent, Will, or was it a natural talent that you just really just got on with and see ball, hit ball sort of thing? No, I couldn't get enough of it, really. You know, I'd train every opportunity I could. Yeah. You know, play every game I could, even to play a county game, I'd then go and play for Reed under-13s in the evening. and Yeah. You know, I just played as much as I could, really, practised all I could. I mean, that helped me with yeah. that, feeding the bowling machine and that. And... Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Who was in the coaching setup then, Will? Who, who sort of maybe got you on a, a another level? Really, sort of started opening things up to you that you wouldn't, you know, kids at that age sort of don't usually consider. I, I reckon the, the biggest influence around then was actually when I was trained at Reed because Peter Sleep was the pro, and right. uh, you'll know Terry, oh, right. won't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. played Burnley, and he was the opening batter, and the standard of the training then. You know, you had to be invited to train with the first team and, you know, it was really intense and, you know, you, you got a good bollocking if you, you didn't do as they expected. So as good as the coaching was at Langs, I think it was Steve Titchard, John Stanworth at the time. I think I actually learned more from uh, training at Reed because that top four at Reed at the time was, there was a big Lancashire League influence in it. Nick Marsh, Terry Little, Craig yeah. Watson, Sleepy. Yeah. Also, training with them lads, you know, I think that was the uh, had the biggest effect. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is that because I forgot about that era. You know, I've always thought why we were at Reed, and then obviously you've explained why you first went to Reed, and then I've thought, you know, as we've done the research for this show, why did you stop there? And you know, I'm not suggesting Lawrence is any better or Burnley or anywhere else, but it's you know another stepping stone, maybe a touch higher. Should you get into the senior cricket? But that you've answered the question, you know, Peter Sleep, what an icon. You know, what a fantastic cricketer. Uh, when he proed at Richton, he would break every record. He would win games on his own just through his cricketing knowledge. So, and how good is that that he's passed, you know, that, that knowledge on to you? What was he like? Because obviously significant older than, significantly older than you. I think he's older than me. I think he'd be, he'd probably be about 38 now. Um, what would he, what would he be like, you know, in the in the sessions and and, it, it and, the, and the way, yeah, tough. I, I don't think he'd, he'd get away with it now, to be honest. Right, go on, tell us some of the stuff he did. You, you know, you could be out till it was dark. If anyone dropped a catch in the group, you'd be out till everyone had caught one. Could be pitch black. Right, just, just loud, and he, you know, he would be playing against him. He's, he's so aggressive in here and in your yeah. face, but yeah. Especially me and Matt, because Matt was a, a really good young player. Yeah. He, re- he really pushed us to the point where you thought, you know, this is quite difficult, but looking back, yeah. it's the best thing. And did Sleep have, because he played at Lancashire a little bit, didn't he? That, was that before he was at Reed? He was, I think he was the second 11 captain and coach. Yeah. For a while. Around, around that time, around yeah, that time. Yeah. Yeah, when he first came to read, he definitely was. About 97. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm, 2000 he first came to read, I think. And then he right. 
he went back to Richmond and came back 2003, and that's when I was uh, playing senior cricket then. Yeah. But it's so different now. I'd scored a massive amount of runs in the second team to even be considered for the first. Yeah. You know, but now it's, you know, I know times change and stuff, but it's pretty easy to get in a first team now. I think it's. Yeah. There's not, not as yeah, many players. Is, yeah. And that's not that long ago. And it's interesting you say, you look back, you were getting loads of runs and, you know, and you would have been straight in the first team after how old you were. Yeah. Uh, you know, currently you would have been in there, you know, at 13, even if you're getting the run. And I'm sure Sleep would have had some influence at Lancashire for, for getting you into their setup, I would imagine. Did you ever know that? Don't know. I don't know. I, um, no. It was, I think, well, me and Tom, uh, Nick's lad, Tom Marsh, we got in together under 11. So I think we were nominated by, yeah. by Nick. But I think Sleepy, by the time I got to 13, 14, I think Sleepy had left Langs then. So I think right. there's a, a crossover, yeah. really. So I don't, yeah. don't think it'd have affected yeah. anything. Right. Okay. Uh, Joe Martin, anything uh, around that side yeah. of it? Well, there are just two points that will um, that that will made. Uh, so if, when he talks about being, you know players coming into the first team, you know, kind of immediately now, I can remember a situation a couple of maybe three or four years ago where some of the second team were a bit. Uh, put out when they moved into the first team because they weren't batting in the in the top four, even though they'd only scored maybe 250 runs um, in the second team, you know, for the whole season. I imagine when Will played in the seconds, that was probably three or four games, three or four games at, uh, at some points. Um, yeah. I think it, we, we were sort of the the last of that that era kind of thing. It's it's totally different now. You know, no one you yeah. don't have to be invited to train with the first and, and things like that. But because they're just not the numbers, is it? I don't know other clubs, but certainly Winston now with you know, sometimes you struggle to get a first team out on a Sunday. So there's not yeah. the competition for places, which and then youngsters they're going into the first team on the back of a, a thirty in the, the second team and it's not their fault, yeah. obviously, but you know, yeah. it, it was good for us having that competition. And it is tough when, you know, the I only watch Lancashire League, really. And and that standard is good. Certainly now there's the two leagues, there's some good good players. The pros aren't as good as they used to be, but that, that just gets boring. There's some great amateurs in the, in those leagues now. Yeah. So the second team, whether they're 14 or they're you know, the, the 28 and they've been in the second team most of their life, but they get a chance. It, it's a massive step up. Yeah. Whereas, like you said yourself, if you're getting regular away, getting... 30s and then 50s and then you get your first ton it puts you in a little bit of a, a good position to get in the first team I would imagine even back then what age were you when you made your debut at Reed well in the first team I played, I played at 14 but it was more I think to give me a bit of experience and exposure to it because yeah, you know as you know when young I got a bit big for my boots in the seconds and I think they threw me in to say well, yeah. this is the reality of it really but it wasn't until 16 when I Played a full season. Right. So I had two seasons with the seconds when I was 14, 15. I think got six, 700 runs in each. And, yeah. And then uh, Terry retired, Nick retired and said, right, now's your chance. You're going to open the batting, which I, I think is the, the better way of doing it than yeah. feeding someone into bat eight. And, you know, you got a spot then. I knew, I knew what was expected, yeah. really. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, you mentioned it there, 14, 15 in the second team. Maybe they thought I was getting a bit too big for my boots. Mm. I mean, that that's one way of putting it well. I, I would maybe put it uh, along the lines of uh, you were a confident player. You believed in your ability. Mm. Um, you know, you were no shrinking violet. I didn't play a great deal with you, but I watched you a lot, um, which is not a bad thing. No. I guess it's a fine line. But sometimes it is a fine line. Yeah. Sometimes it can uh, it can kick you up the arse. So mm. you get in the first team at sixteen. How did that go? How did those first couple of seasons go in the playing? You know, in the in the top Ribblesdale league. Well, I got um, I brought I brought the the club record in my second season, uh, but my first season I fell one short. Uh, I think Terry Little had the record, which was eight hundred, which. I think it's ridiculously low, really, for for on read. But I was I needed one one run to get it, and Mohammed um, Afiz, the Pakistan captain, caught me one under catch last game of the season. So really, I, oh yeah, yeah. So I, ne- I nearly did it in, in my first season. So how many did you just talk us through that that season? So the records around eight hundred. How did the season go? Were you scoring heavily early on in the season? And yeah, I got. I got a ninety the first game, right? Which means obviously it helps and it gives you the belief then that you can do it at that, yeah. that yeah. level. No, I didn't get any hundreds, I don't think, but I, I was pretty consistent with forties, fifties, and yeah, I played twenty five league games then, so it was, you know, you got got a lot more runs, yeah, season then. But yeah, eight hundred was the record, and I got seven nine nine. So, so how many did you need in the last game? Teens. Can you remember? Teams, fucking hell! And then you had it caught you out for, uh, and you're one short. Yeah, but I remember my dad saying, "Dad saying to me, he said, take it as a positive. Make sure you, you just beat it next year, you know." And yeah. Was it a big deal, that. Will? The record was it because we we spoke to Blaze about the Law House record, and he was sort of saying that up until a certain point in the season, he wasn't even aware that it that it was a thing until no. you know he got closer and closer. Was it something you were aware of or not? It, it was other people really who were talking about it because of my age and stuff. But you know, you know, it's like when you're young, you don't, you don't really feel pressure or anything, do you? So, no. Obviously, I wanted the record; it'd be nice, but I didn't really realize the like the enormity of it. It was yeah. more the other people all on the feet on on the sides the last game, and you know, willing me to do it. And I think a lot of people were more upset than I was, although I was pretty yeah. disappointed. But when yeah. you're young, I just thought I'm just going to do it next year and. That, that's again that that overconfidence, I guess, and when yeah. you're younger, but yeah, and you're sixteen, yeah, not don't want to play it down at all. Like I said, I always thought that record record is it's so low to have on read because that is a, a bat, batter's paradise there. Yeah, small ground, flat wickets. The you know you, you do face some average bowling attacks in the Rib League. Yeah, but yeah, you've got to get them, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah, of course you do. So the year after, you then you then seventeen. Who's who's playing then? You know, like I said, Terry Little, great player, played at mm. played at Burnley and at, at Cone did Terry, and then Nick Marsh, Aki, and so they've all finished. Who's in your side then when you're seventeen? Uh, Nick Nick still played. Um, yeah, it was still a very good opener at that level. Although he wasn't perhaps the player he was. Uh, Kyle, yeah. Matt Dowdsey, Warren Eastham. It became a pretty average team from a, a really good team because obviously you, you lose four or five top players it's you know it's inevitable mm. and the pro we got in wasn't great he had good credentials he was an Indian international but 
uh, getting on a bit and yeah, wasn't really that committed. So it was a tough season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. to be fair, it did help my batting because my role was basically open the batting, just try and bat all the way through, which obviously yeah. suited me down to the ground, really. Yeah, brilliant. So... So you broke the the record that season. What would the uh, the circumstances around that? You know, did you did you piss it? Was it? Uh... Yeah, I think it was the first week of August I got it. it really? A, yeah, it was a really good Fucking summer. Nice. I was just in really good form. I was playing well at blanks. I was I was playing cricket all the time. I was never never seems to be out of form. Yeah. So yeah, just going from one game to another, and you know, I don't, I don't want to. Put, put the league down but you know the, you can sometimes I did sometimes come off with a score and think you know it wasn't that much of a test you know a lot of a lot of poor deliveries a lot of four balls and you know like I said good wicket on read fast outfield yeah but it still needs scoring well it's alright you know you, and you're only 17 you know, yeah. you started out in your cricket. I know you play cricket all the time, and you're playing a good track suit, you know, in the in the county setup for Northern England. But it still needs getting. So I'd uh, I'd never thought you'd put yourself down. It's uh, no, it's an achievement that will even yeah. at that age. So so 17. How was Lancashire going at that stage? Brilliant. Yeah, I got um, I actually got Lancashire Young Player of the Year that year as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I was on the academy. I was um, in all the England camps and. Yeah, I had a re- really good summer. Just well, I didn't bowl much then. I was just opening the batting for all my teams, scoring loads of runs. So, yeah, memorable one that really. Right, right, that's fantastic. So when um, so you're 17, you're obviously then you're discovering going out for a few pints. And, mm. You know, social life's increasing. Um, how did your cricket go for the following year? Were you still at Reed when you were 18? Yeah, and. You know, I probably should have gone that that winter, really. Um, really? Yeah. And Joe nodding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw they offered me the captaincy, which sort of um, persuaded me to stay. But looking back, I wasn't ready for that. I think it was their way of getting me to stay. And um, yeah, I should have gone. So obviously, after a thousand runs breaking the record, it probably wasn't that much more for me to. To achieve there, we yeah. always going to be a mid-table side, and I probably should have moved on then. And once I, I lost, lost a year, but you know I, I had a good season. Yeah. But it was a bit of a, a non-season for me, really. I, I didn't enjoy the captaincy. Um, I did it at council level. I could obviously do it on the field, but as you know, on captain a, a first team, it's not all about on the field, is it? It's, no, I was totally no. on really, to be honest. And yeah, didn't didn't right. enjoy it so much. Right. Um, so that I mean, Dooch, you know, we we were obviously, you know, I was still playing then, and we were looking around this lad getting all these runs in the Ribblesdale League. What what's your recollection of that, and and how we not targeted Will, but I think a lot of clubs would have loved him to come and play after that season when he broke the record. Well, just generally, my recollection is we always felt like he was going to come. His dad was a Law House member. He obviously had, he was mates with Adam and one or two of the other Law House lads at the time. There was the Bles connection at school. It, my recollection was it was just a matter of time, really, as to when he was going to, when he was going to sign for us, particularly obviously as he was doing so well. That might be a bit arrogant on our part, but that's just how it, yeah. that's just how well, it felt. 
And then the circumstances around the, the our first attempt to sign him was a bit of context. We just won the league in 2005. And after the league, after the, in the sort of the, the months after the league had finished, it became apparent that Bishal was going to leave. So let's go and try and get Will as a, as a replacement for Bishal. I don't know how much you remember this, Will. It's coming back um, to me. But, but <laughs> we, uh, we, actually, we actually agreed that he was coming. Um, I went up to Will's, uh, Will's dad's house at the time, uh, which was just off Glenview Road, I think, was it? Yeah, being close, yeah. Yeah. And I had the forms with me, left them with him. It was all fine. Uh, it was December. It was over Christmas. And the reason I remember this is because whilst I was there, I said to him, we're having a bit of a players get together at the club in the next couple of days. It was the Christmas drink. Why don't you come along? So Will came. I think he went home with his tail between his legs at about tea time. And then um, I've, after that, I've sort of followed it up with a few phone calls. Nothing really happened. Um, and then obviously it came out that he decided to stay at Reed. So it was either Reed had persuaded him to stay or he came to the Christmas drink, thought we were all dickheads and changed his mind. Oh, right then. Right then. Yeah, Your recollection, Will? Yeah, I remember that night. It wasn't the latter. You know, <laughs> I, I say I think it was the captaincy that persuaded me because I can be a dickhead with the best of them, can't I? <laughs> 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 You know, probably pushed me towards Laura Elsa at the time. I wouldn't have gone home at tea time, though. No, three o'clock, I think it was. Um, so yeah, that, 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 was, that was what happened in 2005. Obviously, he came to San Francisco a, a, a bit later on. Um, but I've actually got a bit of a revelation. I was telling Joe this earlier. We actually tried to sign somebody else that, that close season, which I'm, I don't think any of you will be aware of. A Lancashire League superstar we tried to sign that that winter as well. He'd fell out with his own club and we got wind of it and we, we rang him and said, how would you fancy coming to coming to net with us? And it was David Omrod. Really? He fell out with makeup, yeah. I spoke to him. But he'd, he'd, he didn't tell me on the phone when I spoke to him. But I think he'd already decided he was going to Accrington. Will, you obviously ended up playing with him and knew him really well. You you might have heard, again, you might have heard what happened with Bakeup, but I, I don't really know what happened with, with him falling out with Bakeup. I just heard that it happened. So I phoned Nigel Stockley and got his number and had a chat with him. And um, he just said, look, thanks for your uh, interest. I'm not really sure what I'll do. I'll let you know. And again, next next thing I'd heard, he'd signed for Accrington. So that was another one that... To try to sign two superstars that winter and neither of them came off. We ended up with Stuart Grant instead. No offence, Grant, but uh, <laughs> didn't really fit the bill of the other two lads. Cracky. <laughs> oh, so that was 2005, you said, Joe? It was It was in the close season between five and six, yeah. Ahead oh, of right, the 2006 okay. season, yeah. Right, OK. So where were you at with there, uh, Will? Because I'm really interested in this side of it. And I know a lot of the listeners are, you know... And I should, maybe should have asked this earlier. You obviously, as a 12, 13, 14 year old, want to be a cricketer, want to play for Lancs, want to play for England, want to do everything as a pro cricketer. How did that develop? How did it, you know, how did you, you know, you clearly didn't turn out to be a, a full Lancashire uh, county cricketer. So how did that, how did that come about in your early years? Well, in, in terms of finishing at Lancashire? Yeah. I sort of. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, when you sort got, of lost the desire, really. Think you're gonna um, make it, right? I, I don't know. Once the the age groups were finished, I was playing the second team, and you know, I, I just just stopped enjoying those games. You know, right. I weren't playing with my friends, and um, you know, you sort of you're not really spoke to that much in the the second team right. when you come in, and you know, I, mean, I, mean, I remember speaking to my dad about it, and he just said he started playing this game because you enjoyed it. As soon as you stop enjoying it, you know, yeah, it's time to stop. And I, I just didn't really enjoy it that level. So I didn't really commit that much. Obviously, like you said, you start going out, don't you? And yeah, um, yeah probably a mixture of them. I'm not saying I would have made it. I'm definitely not saying that at all. Because, it, you know, it's extremely difficult. But I didn't, certainly didn't give myself the best opportunity to make it. Right. Yeah, so I suppose he wasn't, you know, you're playing in the second teams at length for, for a few games. Mm. There's no there's no talks about any contracts or anything. And and you've come really gone away from that and wanted to play club cricket, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Got, a, got a bad injury around that point as well. You know, just came my shoulder and... Oh, yeah. yeah just a few yeah. things combined and, you know, it, it wasn't for me. It, it, you know, it just wasn't for me. Send more house to save the house.